Welcome to another edition of After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. My guest tonight is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. Tonight is a rather solemn night, but we've got a big topic to discuss. Israel is at war. I'll say it again. Israel is at war. No fault of Israel. It's the fault of Hamas. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you are on, what your beliefs are, if you don't like Israel, but what happened to the country a few days ago is horrible. The slaughter of innocent people who were going about their daily lives doing absolutely nothing but living life. And for their life to be snatched away, brutally taken away by a gang of thugs, a gang of terrorists, claiming that they're trying to defend Palestine, whom Israel has done all it could to coexist with the Palestinians, giving up the Gaza Strip, and then for this to happen, 900-plus innocent souls were gone, are gone. 1,100 by latest count, I think, Rob. 1,100. And of that amount, I think 100 or so were Americans. And then to see in the streets of New York City, people almost celebrating this vicious attack Again, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. I don't care if you don't like Israel. I don't care if you like Hamas. What happened was wrong. It should have never happened. And in my honest opinion, Israel, without a doubt, has a right to defend itself. And I don't care what the United Nations says about, please, we need to exercise peace. Why weren't you saying that to Hamas? This has got to end. And the same way Donald Trump eradicated, destroyed ISIS, Benjamin Netanyahu must destroy Hamas. He must destroy Hamas. Heather, thank you for joining us. What are your thoughts? Thank you, Rob, for having me. Your solidarity and compassion and, and clarity mean so much. Our hearts are broken. I, you know, I, I'm Jewish uh, and I, I'm an American first, but I also am a Zionist, and I love Israel, and I love my people, and I also love our American people, and I'm just devastated. I appreciate the clarity. You're right. It's the fault of Hamas, pure and simple. And I think this is an unprecedented thing in a sense. There's been a lot of brutality for many, many, many decades toward Israelis. This preceded 9-11. Israelis and Jews have known for many centuries what it's like to be targeted by fanatics, um, fanatical Muslims in particular in the Middle East. Um, It was fanatical Germans in Nazi Germany. This is not a new story for Jewish people. What is new in modern warfare, I don't know that, I mean, there's been terrible acts of terrorism against Israel. Um, From the start of Israel's inception, Israel's 
had enemies around it who couldn't stand the re uh, inception of Israel as a modern state, tiny though it is, much as it never wanted anything and doesn't want anything but peace with its neighbors, it doesn't hurt anyone. And people who tell you that it does are lying. It doesn't seek war. Um, it was the Arab people around Israel, including Palestinians, uh, who I think were in many ways kind of the cannon fodder and victimized by the other Arabs, but it was they who rejected partition in 1948. Even going back then, there were Jews in the area, there were local people, you know, uh, Arab people, but the, the little bit of uh, what's Israel today was actually divided in two, uh, half for the Palestinians, half for the Jews. It was the Palestinians and the other Arab states, Egypt, Syria, um, who, who waged war on Israel, who rejected uh, the what they called partition, which was something the UN and England did. So from the start, the wars have been conducted by Arab armies. Then uh, once the Arabs lost militarily, they lost uh, in 1948, in 1967, in 1973, there began around that time an unremitting campaign of terrorism against Israel. And, and, and this effort to play to the sympathies of the international community and to say that the Palestinians' comparatively harsh lot in life is the reason for the terrorism, to blame the victim, basically. Uh, we know that that doesn't make any sense. There are poor people all over the world, right? But they don't all become terrorists. It's not, you know, okay to rationalize terrorism because you know, because people are poor, because, you know, so they don't like somebody else living somewhere. But this is what has been has been spun for decades now. We hear when these terrorists pick on people, Allahu Akbar, God is great. This is fanaticism. This is hatred. This is um, not about desperation. So it's important not to get it twisted. Um, what we see this time is an escalation. It is something even beyond what they've done before. I mean, there was the there have been decades of terrorism. There was the the slaughter of the Israeli athletes in 1972 in Munich. There was the Ma'alot massacre where they laid siege to a school and killed hundreds of children. There have been suicide bombings all through the 90s, you know, we remember that, Rob, you know, efforts to kill and dismember as many civilians as possible by brainwashing, you know, some of these these dumb Palestinians to go strap bombs to themselves and blow themselves up. These tactics have all been tried. This is the first that I'm aware of actually just going around and picking random civilians off the street, um, not only slaughtering them, but but worse, uh, raping them, humiliating them, parading them through the streets, making a spectacle, uh, abducting them for torture, presumably, and taping this, you know, proud of it. I think that this may be actually a new low in the annals of human history, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not even sure the Nazis exactly did this. I mean, I think it's, it's horrible. And what I what I don't understand is that I mean, this is being played out and then you have people that are trying to defend the actions. You have our news 
And we shouldn't be surprised because you look at how they behaved after the election and look at how they're behaving now. Look at how they behaved on Jan 6. Look at what they're doing to Donald Trump. They're making it seem as though what he did was like some huge crime, knowing that Biden has done worse, but they won't call it out. But you can't even compare that to what we are seeing right now, what we recently witnessed. These people parasailing in in a concert and just start to attack, brutally attack, abducting children, handcuffing children, shooting children, kidnapping grandmas, old people, and killing them. And now they're saying that they'll probably start executing some of their prisoners. Now, it's one thing to be at war, and we recognize that men, women, children are killed. We know that. But to actually go in and kidnap, purposefully kidnap people, and then kill them, and kill them, and you have, again, I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on, you have people trying to defend it and say, well, look at the people that Israel has kidnapped. Where are those people? Okay? Right now, Israel is saying they will target a building, and then they will make a pronouncement and say, if you are here, you better leave because the building is coming down. Yeah, of course, Israel's warning them to get out. I mean, Israel's not try. They try to avoid hurting anybody. But, but, but my point, Heather, is that you don't see, they're, you they're don't see the media. The but you don't see the media, Heather. You don't see the media explaining that and saying it. Okay. Mm-hmm. They won't say it. And I'll tell you the truth, you know, this is sounds harsh, but I'm not even sure I support that. I mean, I don't think that the lives of these troops should should be put on the line. Uh, you know, I honestly, I mean, I think I hesitate to say this because it's harsh, but the truth is, you know, our side has is right and it has the might. And to anybody who says, oh, I mean, Israel's so brutal. First of all, Israel has the capacity to wipe them all out tomorrow, is the truth. They, they don't right. have nuclear weapons. They are the weaker side. If, this were, if we were not merciful and civilized, and this is America too, they could be gone in, in a half an hour, basically. Uh, Heather, I'm glad. But you know what? There are a lot That's of people true. that don't realize that. And I, like you, I don't think that they should make a pronouncement. Just per- knock the building down. But like you said, no, they're I'm merciful. Not that. No, no, I'm not saying that. But, but, but I'm, I'm saying that. Well, then I'm saying it. I mean, because yeah. I, was, I, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware that they would make the pronouncement. I had heard mm-hmm. about it. But then I heard again on the news today, they say that they, the Israelis will say, we're going to knock this down. You need to leave. I don't think they should do that. Just knock it down. And like well, you said, I, I think what can I just say one thing? This is what ahead. I really think. And this is not meant to be personal. It's not gives me no pleasure to say this. But, you know, I humbly submit. I think what Netanyahu should do is announce very clearly tonight that they have 24 hours to produce every hostage alive. They have 24 hours to produce every hostage alive. If they don't, Gaza will be destroyed. 
And when I say destroyed, I think he should say that, and I think we should do it. Give them 24 hours to produce these, these children and men and women for the sake of their own children, which, of course, we know they don't care about their children. But Well, Golda Meir said that if they love their children as much as, what was I saying, as much as they hate us, yeah, that if they love their children away. more than they hate us, there'd be no problem whatsoever because we don't want to hurt their, their children. And I feel sorry for the children. I do. Well, I don't feel sorry for the rest of them, but I feel sorry for the children. Man's inhumanity say, to man causes thousands to suffer. But they should be given – I don't like this. I mean, now they're, they're it's an asymmetrical thing where they don't have – the only power they have is this twisted, distorted idea they try to convince people they're the victims, which isn't true. The children are the victims because they're trapped in this fanatical, crazy culture the way the children of Nagasaki and Hiroshima were victims or the children of the Germans in Nazi Germany were victims. Nobody wanted to kill children when World War II, when we bombed Berlin and Dresden. But we did what had to be done. Our troops did what had to be done because this was a fanatical evil that would not respond to any persuasion or normal war that was conducted in a normal way. I think that these we cannot be hostage to an unending fanatical evil that targets civilians and hides behind civilians. It has to stop. It's either going to stop sooner or it's going to stop later. We're either going to put a stop to it sooner or we're going to have a thousand more years of this. At this point, I don't think the West has the stomach to do what would end it, is what I really think. Well, I, I remember. I, my opinion is that Netanyahu and Biden, if he could wake up from his nap, should say, <laughs> right, Biden. These American don't count hostages and these Israeli hostages will be produced alive in 24 hours, or you can all. Because the world really doesn't need you. That's the sad truth about them. They're pathetic people. They have nothing. They have no power, which is their own fault. They're fanatics. They're inculcated with a rabid hatred and evil. They've indoctrinated and poisoned a generation of their children. They are not going to stop unless somebody stops them. Whether it's now or whether it's 10 or 100 or 1,000 years from now, their reign of evil will end. The question is just when. Give them the chance to turn this around and produce these hostages. Make it crystal clear that what's coming is coming only because they refuse, if they refuse. Tie what happens next crystal clear, you know, broadcasted from every radio station, every bullhorn in every capital of the world, that these people have 24 hours to turn over these innocent hostages and to stop it. They're to stop it now. And if they don't, I'd destroy the whole place. Because I think that's what we're going to come to in 100 years or 1,000 years with infinitely more suffering and dead. All around the world, mark my words, this is the beginning of a new terrorist era. If this I is stopped and nipped in the bud right now, and it's going to be, it would have to be overwhelming. And I mean overwhelming force like they have never seen. And if it has to go all the way to Tehran, that's what has to happen too. They cannot be allowed to get a nuclear weapon. They are 
inculcated with an evil madness that's on display for the whole world to see. And if the world doesn't stand up to it forcefully and overwhelmingly now, I promise you, I promise you, this is only the beginning. It will come to America. It will. And it will be World War III. We need to stop. They need to stop it now. That's I agree. I- Heather, I agree with you 100%. It needs to stop. And as Natsunatu said, BB said, we didn't start this, but we will finish it. And I don't think people are aware of Israel's might. Well, I don't think to- that... The, the West has the stomach to finish it, to be honest with you. I hope I'm well, no, wrong. Well, the, no, I, under Biden's leadership, well, for one, we've got to go to commercial break. I want to pick this up on the other side of the break. I also want to share with our listeners the tweet, your tweet that went viral. But I'll say this. Under Biden, who's asleep at the will? No, he and uh, Tony Blinken, they're not going to do anything. But I don't think this would have happened if Trump were in office. And if it had happened, look at how he squashed ISIS. The same thing would have happened here. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. We're discussing Israel at war. We'll return after this commercial break. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. 
and we're back with After Dark with Robin Andrew and my special guest host, Heather Robinson. And we're just speaking frank and we're laying it out the way it should be. And if you're listening, I would encourage you to go get a friend and to have them to listen. Or when this is on podcast, I would share this on all the social media platforms. Because as Heather said, when we're going to break, this will either end now or this war is going to be brought to America's doorstep. It ends now or 100 years from now, but it's going to be the same thing until we eradicate this craziness. Now, Heather, when this all started, you went on Twitter and you tweeted a powerful message that went viral. And I want to read it to our listeners. Benjamin Netanyahu started out by saying, this morning on Shabbat, on the holiday Hamas, Hamas invaded Israel territory and murdered innocent citizens, including children and the elderly. Hamas has started a brutal and evil war. We will be victorious in this war, despite an unbearable price. This is a very difficult day for all. Your response, Heather, which went viral. I mean, I think right now it's probably gotten over 50,000 views and retweets and likes. People have even bookmarked it. Your response, Bibi, this war should not take time. Never in human history have terrorists simply kidnapped civilians to torture them in full view of the world. Evacuate the IDF from Gaza after they've done all they can and give the terrorists 24 hours to return every hostage alive. Make it clear they choose death if they do not fully comply. If they don't, destroy Gaza. And that's what you were saying when we went to commercial break. Now, Heather, explain to our listeners what Gaza is. I think it's the size of Washington, D.C., And why is this such a critical point in all of this? Well, I mean, it's a hotbed of terrorists, the most hardcore, funded by Iran terrorists. They they launch attacks from there, unremitting, you know. I mean, this was all a few years ago, um, part of the whole... uh, you know, claims that the Palestinian wanted a Palestinian state and that this was what it was really about was ending the so-called occupation. You know, remember when we were told that that was the problem. So Israel uprooted its own citizens from around there at great trauma and expense and agony, literally carried people by the thousands out of their homes. The IDF had to force people from their homes and they, they left it to the Palestinians. They completely got out of there. And, and uh, this is what they got in return. It's, it's, a, it's a, a hotbed of radical fanatics who hate, who are wild hypocrites, by the way. They claim to be religious Muslims. But they, here they are uh, to taking videos of themselves, not only murdering, but raping women and, and parading their naked bodies. I mean, it's a level of total evil and unabashed cruelty and hypocrisy, by the way, 
Um, I don't even know how what, how anybody, I mean, anybody who claims to care about women or children could not be sick to their stomach. I mean, even if you believed, which I don't for a second, that this is due to poverty or something Israel did, I mean, the deliberateness of the, the torture and humiliation of random civilian individuals. I mean, anybody who would sit there and, and be okay with that and cheer that. I mean, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, including Hamas themselves. I mean, obviously, there's something deeply, wildly, morally sick about their society. It's, it's an understatement. And... It's it's just an out of control hatred, and it's like it's like Nazi Germany or something like that, and that place is a hotbed of it, and they're funded by Iran, which is a fanatical regime that has made no secret of its intent to completely destroy Israel, and this is just a small taste of what we, the whole world, would get if these people have more power. Biden just gave them billions of dollars, I think $6 billion Tehran, to Iran, which is probably funding some of this. And Heather, let me just say this before you continue, because I, I don't think people understand this whole $6 billion uh, that Biden gave them. And I was listening to one of the news shows, and there was a woman who came on, Jennifer Griffin. And I don't like her. I think she's a partisan hack. She's you, she, at one point she was good, but now I don't think she is. And she tried to explain to the American people, or to viewers, that the six billion dollars was not being used by Iran, and that if anyone were to say that, it's just disinformation. And she got her cue from the White House. Well, let me explain this to you, Jennifer Griffin, and to all the others who are saying, oh, they're not using that money to fund this. And I want to, this is also for Tony Blinken, the failed Secretary of State, who should be fired. And if the media was doing their job, they would put pressure on this administration to fire Tony Blinken, as well as to get Biden to step down. But going back to Jennifer Blinken, I'm sorry, Jennifer Griffin and the $6 billion. This money has been held up for quite some time. If you would think back, Barack Obama and the and Joe Biden had been contemplating giving money to Iran. Why? I don't know. We know that Iran is one of the biggest sponsors of terrorists. But for some reason, they wanted to get in bed with Iran because they feel that Iran could be our business partners. Maybe it's for the oil. Who knows? Trump gets into office, and Trump says, we're not giving you one dime. Of course, all the lefties got mad. Oh, give the money to Iran. For what? For them to kill us? So Trump had steadfast. I'm not going to do it. The moment the election was stolen, and yes, I said stolen. That's my view. It was stolen. And they supplanted Joe Biden. He decides, oh, we're going to give Iran the money. So just a couple of days ago, there was a seemingly a prison swap and then the money was freed up to Iran. Now, this is what Jennifer Griffin is saying. Well, this Hamas attacks, it was planned like several weeks ago. I get that. But consider this. The money that Iran had been using for aid to feed its country, to feed people, when they got the $6 million billion, that money was freed up. So they were then able to use that money to continue funding Hamas and use the $6 billion 
for aid. That's how they were able to swap the money out, Jennifer Griffin, Tony Blinken, and all of you others who behave as if though you don't have common sense. Do you actually think they didn't use that money for something else? They didn't use it for nefarious reasons? They didn't use it to cause harm? Or they're not going to use it to come after Americans? They're not going to use it to breach our infrastructure? To send people to cross our border? I mean, this is logical. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. But when you're going for the other side, when you don't want to see the truth, you will make crazy statements like that. Iran is an evil player. Iran does not want Israel and Saudi Arabia to form a truce. Remember the whole Abraham Accords, thanks to Donald Trump, which the media refuses to talk about. They want to make it seem as if, they'll, oh, it was nothing. That was huge. For the Mm -hmm. first time in years, a flight went from Israel to Saudi Arabia. That didn't happen under Barack Obama. It didn't happen under Joe Biden. It didn't happen under Bill Clinton. It didn't happen under the Bushes. It happened under Donald Trump. But yet and still, they don't want to report that. These are the same people who are saying, oh, that money wasn't used for that. These are the same people who told us that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russia disinformation. Why is it that the 51 intelligent agents didn't see this happening, didn't see it coming? What happened? Why didn't they see it? I mean, on all fronts, I'm surprised that Israel didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. There was something nefarious that took place here. And we need to peel back the onion to find out what happened, who knew what, when, where, and how, and was there information that they decided not to look at? Biden's administration is so busy trying to persecute American citizens for standing up at schools, for trying to push against this wayward agenda this indoctrination of transgenders and mutilating children. Men can play women's sports. They're trying to push that out there on us that they weren't able, they didn't even see what was staring them in their face. Our CIA agent, the State Department, Tony Blinken, and Jake Sullivan comes out, who's supposed to be the National Security Advisor, who also had his hands tied into this whole Russia collusion lie, came out, I think, September 29th and said, oh, well, we gave this money to Iran and it's going to be used for humanitarian purposes. And I mean, they were jolly gleeful about it. Why would they even give them the money knowing that this is a terrorist group? Iran funds terrorism. Why weren't they thinking? And quiet as it's kept, Barack Obama hasn't come out and said anything about this attack. He hasn't denounced it. Hillary Clinton hasn't come out. Michelle Obama hasn't come out. No one has come out. They're all quiet. Biden was busy at a barbecue. The other day, he called it a, 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 a what do they call it? A, a, a cap before noon. He hasn't come out to say anything to the American people. Why is that? Heather, it's devastating. What do you say? It is, Rob. I think that they just, they're of that appeasement mindset. They're not the appeasers when it comes to a less completely godless, depraved enemy like Russia. Yeah, I'm not saying Russia's good, but I mean, they're, they're full of bluster and we can't appease. And, you know, when it comes to an enemy that's basically 
um, not likely to come here and do anything to us. Um, but these maniac Islamists, they just appease. These are, this is the more, the more immediate and real enemy of this country, of Israel, of all civilized people. We were attacked viciously on 9-11. We saw it firsthand. We, this is what Israel has dealt with for many, many decades. It's irrational. It's, you know, we've been spun this story. And look, I'm not trying to say no Palestinian has ever been mistreated and that these people don't have their, their experience and their humanity. I'm not saying that, you know, that that's, but that's not what this is. That's not the reason for calculated, coordinated, massive terrorist attacks and sadistic, uh, you know, terrorist abuse of civilians to demoralize a, a nation. I mean, that, that doesn't happen because somebody's living somewhere where someone thought it was their land. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's not justified. It would never be justified. And it's obviously emanating from ideology and craziness and evil. And that is too terrifying, I think, for these people to stand up to. Just like they didn't stand up to Hitler. I mean, it's the same kind of thing from what where I sit, and it's a denial. But we can't afford that. And this time, thank God, I mean, these people do not yet have nuclear weapons. I personally, I, I don't know a ton about it. I don't like the idea of any Arab country, I'm sorry, having a nuclear weapon. I know that there was this discussion of Saudi Arabia possibly... Uh, getting nuclear capability. The only thing I can think of is that that must have been in the works potentially because there was awareness that Iran is close to, to nuclear capacity and that something like that, maybe the Saudis. Well, yeah, they, they heard that Iran, well, and our listeners must realize also that the Iranians are not Arabs. Saudi Arabia does not trust the Iranians. The Iranians have a more, I think, uh, primitive or barbaric or well, Shia. They're Shia. Shia and they're, right. The religion. I don't, I'm not an expert. I know they're different uh, sects. Right. So they don't trust them. But then in mm -hmm. that region, you have Syria. And I just got a news flash not too long ago. I think I want to make her share this with our listeners that apparently the Taliban have announced that they have asked Iran, Iraq, and Jordan to grant them passage to Israel. They have stated that their intent is to conquer Jerusalem. This is crazy. The this is the Taliban. Now, imagine oh. the Taliban, Hezbollah, and then Hamas. And then if ISIS, if all these groups get together, America has been weakened under Joe Biden. And it needs to stop. This man is nowhere to be seen. He's hiding out. And if he were seen, he wouldn't know what to say. And this is a man you guys voted for. And there's something else I want to say. I know we're coming up again up on a commercial break. I hear all of this backstory about, uh, you know, that they voted Kevin McCarthy out. And now people are saying, oh, no, do they regret it? 
Because how can Congress function? What is Congress going to do with Israel? We can be doing yeah, 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 yeah. We can be giving them money, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, here's a, here's a little piece here that they the, the media won't tell you. Okay, even without the Speaker of the House, Congress can still function to a degree. And as far as Israel, right now, they have enough weaponry and money to do what they need to do. So this whole backstory that they're trying to get you all up in arms and make you afraid, don't buy it. Read the Constitution. Okay. Yeah, we need a Speaker of the House. But business will still go on. They can't appropriate money the way they should, but there are ways of getting around it. But see, this is how the media wants to divide us yet again by making us think, oh, the world has stopped. No, the world stopped when Joe Biden was placed into office. They should be more concerned about that as opposed to not having a Speaker of the House because Joe Biden doesn't know his head from his butt. And that's the reason why he hasn't come out and, I mean, just really denounced what has happened because he's afraid that if he does do it, he will get Ilhan Omar and her brigade, AOC, and all those other radical progressives, Tlaib or whatever she calls herself, they'll go after him. Never in a million years, and I've said this before, I'm not just saying it now, what I have thought, that we would have women like them in Congress. They're radical, they're brutal, and they should be voted out. What are the people doing? Well, I'll tell you what they're doing. They're asleep. They're thinking that, oh, no, they have our best interests. No, they don't. They're radicals, and they need to be kicked out. But if you look at their district, You'll be surprised because a lot of their district is comprised of migrants from other countries that we helped out and we put them there. And now they have a huge voting block. It is dangerous. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. We're up against another commercial break. We will continue this segment on the other side of the break. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. 
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. So this is the last half after dark with Robin Andrew. We're going to continue our discussion. Israel is at war. I read somewhere, Heather, that Biden had said that climate change is more of a threat to America and the world than nuclear war with Iran. That is the most stupidest and the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's also said that racism is more of a threat than nuclear war with Iran. This man is so far out of his league. He is a complete idiot. Yes, I said it. I know that he's supposed to be our president. This man needs to be put taken out of office. Our lives are in danger every moment he's in office. And the media was so concerned about Trump being in office and having his finger on the red button. Mm -hmm. And with this guy who doesn't know if it's morning, day or night, who forgets who his wife is, they're not concerned about that. And then you have Democrats coming out saying that he's the best president ever. You have the media saying it. You have commentators. You have Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski. You have the women of the view, not that it matters. This is dangerous. And we are where we are today because of this man and his lack of policy. He and Tony Blinken. You know, can I just say one thing, Rob? I think that the perception, the misperception, in my view, that Trump was a madman was probably a great thing in a lot of ways. Because in addition to all of his sober good decisions and all of his hard work, I think there was a perception, which I think is really a a, a liberal kind of hysteria, because Trump is bombastic and blusterous and blunt and a New Yorker and outrageous at times in some of his comments. He is who he is. We know all that. But I think that this whole idea that because he was not decorous and typical as a politician, that he was a lunatic was a very good thing because they scared themselves into believing that some of the liberals for a while. But I think they also, you know, I think the rest of the world was more scared because, you know, it's a sort of a basic point, but it's like, if you are a bad actor and you're dealing with somebody who you think is insane, you know, I mean, it's like the thug on the street who sees a person who's a crazy person might be more or less likely to mess with them because, the, you know, you don't know what a crazy person's going to do. So I just wanted to insert that, that I think that was a good thing for world yeah, peace. But now, but now we have Biden and no one is afraid of it. They don't nope. fear us. Look at China. Look at what China is doing, threatening to go into Taiwan. Look at Russia and Ukraine. And you called Ukraine out long before anyone was saying, wait a minute, what's happening here? Why are we giving them billions of dollars? And we're yeah, still, I didn't agree we're still with fighting. It, you know, although I'll tell you, Rob, I don't agree with it. I think it was a mistake, and I've said it all along. I, but 
now that we're so deep in it and what's done has been done, I think pushing on it has pushed Russia and China closer together. And I never, contrary to what people like to parody and, and say about anybody who opposed this Ukraine policy, I never, I don't think I'm terribly naive about Russia. I think they're very, they can, they're very amoral. They're, you know, they can be very Machiavellian and I don't trust them either. And I don't, I mean, I think this is horrendous foreign policy, I think, but I mean, now that we're in it, it's sort of like we've, we've done all this and we've, I think it's having the, one of the unintended consequences is that the Russians and the Chinese are getting together. The Iranians are, I mean, it's scary. It's like that Iran is aligning with them. I just, I don't know. I mean, at this point, can we pull out? Is it, is it, um, I mean, I do think it's unwinnable in the conventional sense. And I think it's, a huge bleeding of our resources into something that was not truly our business or a threat to us directly. I don't believe, I mean, I'm not dismissing the suffering of the Ukrainian people, but for one thing, I don't think it was the kind of thing that's going on, you know, from Hamas. I don't think it was an ideological sadistic war to wipe out their culture. I, I don't, agree. I don't think that's, I'm not saying that they're not suffering, but I think it's about borders and power I think, you know, Russia, they're very similar people to Russians ethnically and by background. I don't think Russia's out to commit a genocide. They were trying to take the territory. We, jumping in, has prolonged the Ukrainian people's suffering. You know, it's not like Russia's going out hunting people down on the streets and kidnapping and raping them and making videos of it. They're trying to get the territory. But anyway, we, you know, have fueled all that so now it's dragged on and on and on you know and um i just it's very complicated at this point i think it's i you know i don't and we, well the, the other thing is that we don't see russia dragging people out in the streets executing them we don't see them kidnapping women and children babies yeah, and grandmothers point. i don't think that's been the point i'm not saying it isn't brutal at times it's but it's i don't think the point for them is that I think it's 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 trying to get the land and trying to you know push back on NATO and the unfortunately the Ukrainians are in between and but yeah I think that they'd be much better off by now if we hadn't gotten involved. However, now that we are involved, it's uh, yeah it's bleeding us. But apparently, there's some thought that Iran and Russia have some dealings with each other. So, you know, what, what should we do? I don't know. I, I've always, I've been concerned all along that as we pour resources into that war, what if we're really hit here? What are we right. going to do? Well, we know that our, in my opinion, I don't think our military will be prepared because we've just gone in and almost decimated our military. Our recruiting numbers are down and the people that are there we're busy having drag hour as opposed to making certain that our troops are fit. I never will forget we had on our show Colonel Julie Hall. And she said, the purpose of going to war is to kill. That is the only thing the adversary will understand. You're going to kill someone to let them know you must stop what you're doing. Which is exactly what Israel will have to do with Hamas. We can't be fooled here. 
We just got to ex- accept the reality. And what BB is saying, this what he's saying, what will happen will forever change the Middle East. And I think that they're entitled to do it to defend Israel. When you go, you're killing people, plain and simple. So all those people who are squirmish and, oh, I don't know. I don't, no, this is the job. This is what you do. We need to accept it. Americans have got to stop being weak. It's unfortunate that we have a weak leader. We have weak people in office. And the only ones who who seemingly strong are the ones who are radical, like AOC and her brigade of little terrorist women. How did we get here? When did America fall asleep? When did we become so soft? We want to make our men soft. We want the metrosexual men. Throw all that garbage out the window that will not protect a nation. Men are designed to protect. Stop all this squimish stuff with they're too toxic. They're, no, the ones who are saying is they're the ones who are toxic. And look at where we are now. Look at China. Look at their military. The biggest navy going. While we've been scaling back to make certain that we've got diversity and equity in our military. You know, I have a time think, Heather, mm-hmm. the Bill Clinton's law that they passed, don't ask, don't tell. That yeah. was the best thing ever. When you look back on it now, hindsight, don't ask, don't tell. It's none of your damn business what I am or what I'm not, as long as I'm doing the job. Mm-hmm. And now we have mm-hmm. a military full of, I'm going to say it, namsy pansies that are mm-hmm. going to do anything. This is scary. And this is all under Biden's administration. Mm-hmm. History must report this accurately, and history must be harsh on this administration because it has failed the American people. They have failed our allies. And I just thought of something else I wanted to mention. The same way Biden couldn't mention the 11 Americans who were killed because of Hamas attacking Israel, think back, 2021, He can even think or mention the names of the 13 soldiers who were killed after their failed withdrawal from Afghanistan. 13 soldiers lost their lives. Biden Mm -hmm. could have cared less. The media wanted to downplay it. They hardly ever talk about it. The same way Mm -hmm. the poor Americans that were recently killed in Israel. They'll downplay that. They will not want to talk about it. And you know what else is also really sad and horrible? is that mm-hmm. I'm hearing that some of the weapons that we left behind in, Af- in Afghanistan were mm-hmm. used on this terrorist attack in Israel. Yeah, this administration has blood on his hands, and if we had a legitimate media, they would call them out. The same way we are going to call them out here on After Dark with Robin Andrew. We cannot let them get away with this. This is a very pivotal and horrible point in our history. With Joe Biden at the helm, a failed presidency, a failed administration that has divided us and will continue to divide us until we get them out. Heather, what do you say? Yes, yes. Just projecting weakness, pursuing a lot of things that are non-essential, pouring resources because that's supposed to make us look tough. But these endless involvements that 
aren't decisively won do not make us look strong. Clearly, nobody's impressed uh, with Biden's ferocity or strength. I think that these maniacs picked a moment. They knew we were vulnerable. Apparently, Israel was too. And Israel, you know, has been very divided as well. There's been terrible division in Israel and Maybe that's some piece of what ha- went wrong here um, and how there, there were such grave breaches of security. But clearly, um, we need better leadership, Rob. We need stronger leadership. I do think we need Trump. And I think that I don't know what he would do, but my, my impression is that he is the type of leader who's actually quite anti-war. But if he decided to go to war, he'd go to win. Not for any other reason. He would go to win. However, I mean, I hate to even say this, but we know what it took to win World War II, okay? And I don't say that lightly because it's heartbreaking. But you had completely fanatical enemies who were absolutely hell-bent on the mass torture and murder of people for no reason other than a genocidal fantasy, hell-bent on world domination. You know, as you know, I don't think that there's, I think the closest thing to an enemy we have like that today are the Islamists. I've said it all along. I think this is more evidence of it. It's they who've attacked us, not Russia, not China. I'm not saying that those are benevolent powers, but I'm saying they're not coming here massacring our people, massacring our allies. I think we need to get our heads out of our asses, address the immediate, clear, potent, vitriolic and sick, maniacal enemy and quit quit appeasing them. And I think we need the right leader to do that. And I think it's Trump. Right. Because what we have right now is not going to work. I mean, you look at what we're up against. You look at everything that's happening. You look at the deniers, people who will not accept Iran's hand in this. You look at our media that can't report on it. Uh, This isn't good. This is just not good. This is murder. This is deliberate targeting of the innocent humiliation, public spectacles of the degradation of our people and our allies. I mean, we're supposed to get enraged about stuff on you know the other side of the world that's over borders and people floating balloons over our, okay, fine, you know, we can register that. That isn't great. But it's like they love to focus on things that are like these theoretical threats. Well, you know, Russia would have taken over all these other countries. And if we hadn't got poured a hundred billion dollars into Ukraine, well, okay, maybe, maybe not. That's there. It's like saying global warming is going to increase the temperature by one degree in a hundred years. And it's going to be the end of the world. Maybe, maybe not, you know, but, the maniacs roaming the streets, threatening American citizens, 
you know, the mentally ill who are violent, uh, Hamas, who's butchering people, grabbing young women, killing hundreds of people, dragging murdered and raped young women through cities. Oh, that's that we can't overreact to. So we have to go back to La La Land and fantasy land of all the theoretical disasters that might happen in case they do. We need another hundred billion dollars and to obsess about what could maybe happen in a hundred years, as opposed to with the weather, which has always fluctuated and human beings have adapted for the past 200,000 years to fluctuations in the weather. But we can't focus on maniacs who are declaring they want to destroy our strongest ally and people who have already proven that their ideological brethren have, have murdered thousands of Americans and brought our entire economy to its knees already once. We, we can't think too much about that, Rob. But why, because- why, hasn't, why hasn't Barack Obama come out and denounced this? Because it doesn't fit the political correct narrative. But I want want our listeners, I want people to actually think about this. Why hasn't he come out and denounced this? He has come out on every other issue. He has said absolutely nothing. It's terrible. Where's Al Sharpton? Where are all these talking heads? Because a lot of them, and I'm going to say it, are okay with this. They're okay with this happening. And as I open the show saying, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, this brutality that we see is wrong. There are codes of war. There are things that you do and you don't do. And what we see is happening right now, it's wrong. And anyone who's sitting by silently and saying absolutely nothing you are just as guilty as the perpetrators, and there is a special place in hell for you. And in the end, evil will not win. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Be safe, be well, and God bless. Thank you, and good night.